G'day team. Welcome to another installment of Life. Hope you're bloody terrific. This is the conclusion of uh, the conversation I started yesterday around understanding your mind. Sorry to break it into two. I try not to do that, but sometimes I just start talking and I go eight minutes, eight minutes, nine minutes, most 10 minutes. And I look up and it's 17 minutes. I'm like, fuckity fuck your verbose. Uh, Sister Catherine in year four, who said to my mum and on my report card, your son is somewhat loquacious and verbose which apparently mean the same things. In other words, I talk too much, as I'm doing now. Here's part two. So in some ways, we could say the mind is a construct. I'm probably digressing and confusing you. I don't mean to, but I guess my point here is that the mind, you know, even when you do a deep dive into research, I'm doing, as you know, my PhD in the mind neuropsych, and there's very little convergence and very little agreement about what the mind is and exactly how the mind works very little agreement. But what I know and what you know is that you have one. And what I know is that the better that I can understand my mind, or not necessarily the mind, not the global kind of how all minds work, how all brains work, or how all bodies work, but rather how my mind works. How how do I respond in certain situations? Like I always think about why do I think the way that I do? Well, I think the way that I do largely because of my programming, because of my conditioning, because of my education, because of media and social media, and because of all of the things over all of the years that I have been exposed to, conversations, situations, um, uh, literature, things that I've read, podcasts that I've listened to, speakers that I've heard, teachers that I've had, music that I've listened to, newspapers, Old, old school media, television, all of that stuff, movies that I watch, pop culture, all of these things have influenced the way that I think. All of these things have played a role in how my mind works on a daily basis. And that's not good or bad. That's human and that's normal. So my challenge is to recognize that is to recognize that, oh, I feel this way or think this way or react this way or I have these stories because I've been through this or because I was raised in that or because I went to this school or I was involved in that religion or I had these parents. And so a big part of being able to understand our mind is to understand firstly how it works and why it does the way it does. And part of that is genetic, maybe 20 to 30, maybe we're not sure. Again, theories very hard to prove this. And obviously, even if we could prove it, oh, it's 30%. It ain't going to be 30% for everyone. Guess why? Because we're all fucking different. Just like we don't all need the same amount of calories or the same amount of sleep or the same amount of water or the same amount of anything because we ain't all the same. Biologically, sociologically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, we're different. Yes, there's a lot of commonality. There's also a lot of divergence. There's a lot of difference. And so the challenge, your challenge is to understand you. Why do you think the way that you do and does it work? Does the way that I think, here's a good question. Does the way that I think work? As in, does it produce good outcomes? Does it serve me? Does it empower me? Is it aligned with who I want to be and how I want to be? Does the way that I think equal good stuff? Or is it a limitation? Is the way that I think quite often the problem? Is the way that I think producing toxic outcomes within my body? 
in my relationships with the practical realities of my life. And where do my beliefs come from? Why do I believe the stuff that I believe? Did I choose those beliefs? Did I consciously make a decision? I believe this, or do I just believe it as a, a result of programming and conditioning and socialization and situation and circumstance and proximity? I've been around all of these people and they all believe X, Y, Z. And guess what? Ta-da, I believe X, Y, Z. Of course you do. It's almost impossible not to because you become a reflection of the people that you spend the most time with. The challenge is to recognize that programming and conditioning that works, that is, it produces good outcomes and the stuff that doesn't. And then on top of that, sometimes we've got to go against the cognitive and emotional grain and we've got to go, oh, I don't know if I believe that. And, and even questioning some beliefs even questioning some beliefs makes us feel uncomfortable because we feel disloyal. We feel bad because we've been programmed. This is how the world works, or this is how this part of the world works. And you are in the right group and everyone else who doesn't think or believe like us or act or behave or live like us, everyone outside of our group is wrong or somewhat wrong. And you just happen to be in the right group and when you live in such a kind of a a, a microcosm, uh, an echo chamber of belief and values and behavior and thinking, that's fucking hard to escape from because you almost don't know anything else. And while we love to in our culture talk about critical thinking and being yourself and freedom of expression, and the truth is... <laughs> On a practical level, on a implementation, on a on an operational level, that's hard to do because there's resistance. You know, when all your friends believe A and all of a sudden you're questioning A and you think, oh, maybe it's B or maybe it's C or fuck, maybe even it's X or Y or Z, there's a level of expectation and coercion and an underlying kind of pressure that you don't disagree or you don't think differently. So there's the constant challenge for us of managing our mind in the middle of all of the stuff around us. You know, that that thing happens. The external thing happens and then there's the internal response, the story, the interpretation. Like I'm interested in that moment, just that that the thing happens, someone does something, someone says something, someone looks at you, you see something, you hear something, whatever. You, you you learn something, you you hear about an outcome or whatever, that thing happens, and then right then you don't hit the pause button. If you can, hit the pause button. Before you start to spiral, before you start telling yourself a story, before you start going down that cognitive self-destructive rabbit hole, just hit the pause button and go, hang on, before I respond, before, like this is a really good tool. This is a really good strategy to be able to, put the brakes on this kind of mayhem, this cognitive mayhem, to recognize that that space between stimulus and response. And even to recognize the space between you and your mind. As I said at the start, there's you and there's your mind. You're not it. It's not you. It's part of you. You have a mind. You process the world with your mind. You think and learn and choose and, you know, uh, understand through your mind, but you're more than that. You're more than that. 
and it's it's being able to see the space between you and it and recognize that it doesn't have to control you that you can manage your mind you can manage the way you think you can undo um destructive habits over time you can reprogram your mind you can learn new things and unlearn old things minds are incredibly adaptable incredibly so let's go back for a moment to the window through which we view process interpret and understand the world around us that is the metaphor for the mind and the recognition of our mind or the recognition of the window through which we view and understand the world is paramount because when you think your reality is everyone's reality, there are going to be problems. So we need to be able to recognize our own window. When you don't see your window, then, as I said, you you think that your reality or your version of right now is everyone's, and that's problematic. And understanding how other people think is also important, and not important because we need to think like them or be like them or align with them, but rather just to understand them understand them you your mind you're not it it's not you but it's uh opening that door on thinking about how you think that metacognitive process that i've spoken about a lot when you can begin to understand your mind and manage your mind and see it as separate to you it helps us navigate life more effectively see you next time